We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Yes, welcome to Kilkenny Today here on Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM with myself and Nolan. And I'm here with you for the next hour and uh, pack show as we always have here on uh, Kilkenny Today. And uh, if you want to get in contact with the show, please do so on the phones on 56 353-7782-086-353-7782. And that is our text line, which is proudly sponsored by taxback.com. And the phone line 56 And remember, we are streaming live around the world on www.communityradiocalkennycity.ie. And later on in the show, I will be speaking to Martin Cornelli. And Martin is from uh, the Village Childcare and Community Services. And we will be speaking about their Kilkenny Zoom Bingo, which is going to be held on Thursday night at 7.30pm. And myself and Martin will have uh, a little talk later on in the show about that community bingo that is going to happen. And uh, earlier today, I caught up with Superintendent Derek Hughes, and uh, the Gardaí in Kilkenny are urging people to stay at home and to stay safe. And I spoke to Superintendent Derek Hughes earlier on today and Gardaí making that again appeal for people to stay home and to stay safe. And also this evening I spoke to Ollie Cullen and Ollie is a recovery educator with the Recovery College Southeast. And we spoke at length about the list of uh, courses that they have coming up with the Recovery College. So I'm going to air that for you now. And uh, again, you are tuned to Kilkenny today with myself and Nolan. And get in contact uh, if you uh, feel if you want to uh, have your opinion or your voice, please get in contact 086 353 double seven eight two and zero five six double seven six two seven double seven recovery college southeast is a provider of recovery orientated educational courses and workshops for people who have experienced mental health challenges addiction or other challenges on the phone now i am speaking to recovery educator ollie cullen from the recovery college southeast so welcome to Kilkenny today, Ollie. And happy new year. How are you? And good. Happy new year to yourself and all your colleagues and staff at Recovery College. Thank you very much. Busy time. Busy time. Yeah, busy time and uh, very difficult and, and different times, I suppose, to be uh, working in the mental health services. But, um, you know, we're doing our best, I suppose, like everybody else. We're, we're, we're trying to adapt and change and uh, our workshops now have gone online because of that. So, yep. And has the the fact that the workshops gone online has that been in itself a challenge for people? Um, I suppose certainly for our participants or students, um, 
not everyone, I suppose, we assume that everyone has access to the internet or, or you know, that everyone has Wi-Fi in their house or they have access to a tablet or, or a laptop or a phone that, you know, that can stream the likes of Zoom. Um, that's, that's the platform we currently use. But the reality of it is not everyone has access to those things. Um, a lot of people do, to be fair, you know, with smartphones and, and the technology that we're, we, we have now. But... Um, yeah, it, it it can be a struggle for some people, um, but you know we try and accommodate as much as we can. Um, you know those kind of situations. So um, we find um, that most people, um, you know, they they can, you know, in, in some in some capacity they can they can contact us. You know. And at the intro, um, I said how you are in educational uh, courses and workshop uh, for yeah. people who are experiencing mental health challenges in their lives. Tell us, Ollie, exactly what do you do at the Recovery College? I know we mentioned educational courses and workshops, sure. but what exactly is the Recovery College Southeast and what is it that you do? Great question. Um, and just to, just to maybe just clarify a, a small bit, it's not just for people, I suppose, that are accessing the mental health services. Um, it's for people that access substance misuse services. Uh, it's also professionals that come into us. Um, they do um, some of their uh, extra training hours. Uh, they can do them with ourselves. Uh, people that care for people that have mental health challenges. Um, people that are interested, I suppose, in, in the community about knowing more about uh, mental health and uh, addictions, the topics of the two. And, uh, we find that uh, we get a broad spectrum of, of people that are attending the, the, the workshops and um, we welcome everybody um, and especially I suppose with the, the, the with things gone online we see um, you know a number of people coming from you know different parts of the country and, and even you know further afield so what we do in, in uh, the recovery college basically what we do is we, we co-produce and co-deliver um, workshops they're adult education workshops that means they're interactive there's no homework, that's the good news, but they are interactive and, and they're, they're very much driven by the, by the person that's in the workshop themselves, the, 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 the participant, excuse me, and, or the student. Um, they're very much part of it. It's an interactive workshop. So um, you, you won't see, a, you know, a, a huge amount of slides. Um, people are very much working from um, their own expertise. So we work with uh, professionals, um, family members, uh, people with, uh, that have a lived experience of that particular um, um, particular mental health challenge or addiction challenge and uh, what we do is we coordinate a piece of work and we all have an equal stake in that piece of work and we develop the piece of work um, in, in this case being the workshop and we deliver it then, we co-deliver it um, to members of the public that want to know more about that particular topic but it's that relationship that, that, that you know, that correlation that's the, the, the three people working together the, the family member the, the person with the lived experience and the professional working together um, in an equal partnership a, a respectful and, and a way of working and it's a very new way of working well, um, I, I suppose we're doing it for a number of years but we, we see other agencies you know taking on that as well you know um, getting the I suppose getting you know people that use the services or, or, or family members getting them involved and having a say in the service um, and we find this is a wonderful way of work and that's how I initially myself got involved. Uh, I actually I used the mental health services and the addiction services and uh, I, I actually attended some of the workshops um, and eventually I, I, I trained 
um, I've become a facilitator and I've you know, since returned to college and done many other things. And it was on the strength of the back of me educating myself around my, my own mental health and the own, my own challenges in my life. Um, so that I, I know myself, you know, the, the proof of the pudding is in the eat. So I knew the work that was being done here was, you know, was excellent work. And I'm very much happy to be a part of that process now. Yeah, and you touched on it there, Ollie, where you said that the workshops are not only for the person who is experiencing the mental health issue or the addiction issue in their lives. It's for their family and friends as well. So they can have a more wider understanding of what is going on in their family member's life or in their friend's life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I suppose... <clears throat> mental health has been a very hot topic um, in, in, in recent years um, you know and, and people want more information and they know that people can you know recover from mental health challenges and go on to lead very successful lives you know uh, we, we now see you know in the media some of the um, now I, I don't look at an awful lot of uh, social media or anything like that but some of the influencers and stuff they, they, they talk about um, having some mental health challenges and you know um, kind of getting through that, battling through that, and I suppose the ordinary person on the street, you know, um, you know, that might have these challenges, they need as much, you know, um, education and help and assistance as they can get as well. So they might be accessing the services, or their loved one might be accessing the services, and then we're providing this educational side to it, um, where people can actually, you know, invest in their recovery. Um, you know, it's it, you know, education is the key. Uh, unlocking a lot, an awful lot of, in my opinion, life's mysteries. So the more we learn about something and the more we know about a subject, um, I suppose the more power that we have over it. And, that, and that's especially true when it comes to mental health and addiction recovery, because then we can make more informed decisions and, um, you know, we can support our loved ones better. <clears throat> and the professionals that come to us get, a, you know, even the, the professionals that come to us get a, a greater and wider understanding of the people that they might be interacting or engaging with on a daily basis. Um, and, and, you know, this is, a, again, it's personal opinion, but I, I, I see this being a, a, a fantastic opportunity for society, for, for people to look around and listen to one another. You know, it's, it's a much more empathetic way of working, um, you know, but we're still, um, you know, we're still supporting each other, but we're using the form of education, I suppose, in the recovery college. Yeah, and you mentioned there with uh, social media and people that are in the public domain or in the public eye. And maybe years ago, it would have been kind of classed as these people are invincible and they didn't have mental health issues or they didn't have addiction issues. Whereas now it's coming out more. They're coming forward, putting your hand up and saying, yes, I have a mental health issue or I have an addiction to be it drugs or alcohol or gambling or whatever the case may be and I think then if, if their followers or their fans are seeing this they're going to come forward and say yeah I have that or I'm suffering the same as X, Y and Z celebrity or person that's in the public domain every day and I think it's bringing it out more and it's making people realise that this is something that is there, but it also makes people realise that there's help and support there as well. Yeah, and that, that's actually very well said, Anne, if you don't mind me saying. Because that's what, exactly what it is. I suppose uh, I, I'm often the first to criticise influencers and, and social media and all that kind of stuff. Because, 
it doesn't really work for me on the same level it obviously works for some people but I suppose if you're using it intermittently and, and the right way it's a very safe platform um, but for some people <clears throat> that see um, you know maybe someone that they're starstruck by or, or someone that they have a, 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 a great found respect for uh, and they're maybe speaking about their mental health and you, you don't know maybe maybe in turn they'll actually open up to a family member or, or they might maybe reach out and give us a call and see what's going on uh, in, in the college this week um, or they might maybe reach out to their primary care or GP or whatever it might be so that can only be a good thing but it, it's more about the greater wider discussion in the community uh, and again this is a personal opinion because if we're discussing these things um, I, I think the world is going to be a much better place um, if you're walking down the street Anne, and um, we know each other a long time so if I'm walking down the street and I see your arm in the cast um, you know I don't ignore the arm in the cast I, I say Anne you're out there you know taking a fall or you're on your motorbike or whatever it might be and uh, you know you see that, um, that that physical ailment well we as Irish I suppose and, and maybe it's been said to me often it's a worldwide thing but I suppose I think in, in, in more my own country terms but um you know, uh, how are you feeling today? Sure, I'm grand or I'm all right. You know, but, you know, it is okay to say, you know, I'm feeling a little under the weather. And, you know, wouldn't it be great if someone else could turn around, well, I was up in the recovery college or I went to Chalk Tom or I actually gave my GP a call the other day and just to tell him, you know, what was happening and kept them informed or I was speaking to family members. It's just having that, you know, informal conversation um, that can often um, take a, a huge pressure or a huge weight off of us as individuals and, and, and it reduces the stigma <clears throat> you know it's the same as if you look at someone that's on the street and maybe down in their look maybe they're homeless um, you know they might have a bottle in their, in their hand or, or you know they might be you know addicted to an opiate of some sort um, that person you know was raised with good intentions and you know they, they probably done their best in life and the struggles along the way you know and, and it could have been mental health or you know addiction or a combination of both you know, it, it just shows how far things can go in society when when we choose to stigmatise or judge a person for where they are at that particular time. Instead of, you know, I'm a big advocate for reaching out the hand and saying, well, look, there is support here, there is help. Um, and when the time is right, you know, we, we'll be here to, to give you that support. And speaking of support and help that is available from the Recovery College Southeast, you and your colleagues have um, conducted a whole series of new programmes that is going to start on Tuesday the 12th of January and these programmes are geared for everything from introduction all the way through. So can you give us maybe a quick uh, insight into some of these programmes and how people can get involved on the programmes and um, the helps and supports that are there around the programmes? Absolutely, uh, 100%. Uh, a good place to start would be with, on, on exactly as you said, on Tuesday the 12th of January and uh, Wednesday the 13th of January, we have uh, three sessions on each day. Um, it's on our website, so recoverycollegesoutheast.com. Um, so you'll see 10 to 11, uh, 2 to 3, and 7.30 to 8.30 in the evening, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday and both days. You'll see an introduction to the Recovery College Southeast. So come along. It's virtual, by the way, so that's on Zoom. And you just need to register with us. So you can um, register um, with ourselves by emailing uh, recoverycollegesoutheast at gmail.com. Uh, you can ring 
0366 or 086174 6330. Now, and, and the usual social, social media apps as well. Um, but I suppose the, the, the best way for people to catch us is going to recoverycollegesouthease.com and you'll see all those those um, time the, the full timetable and you'll also see the contact details. But that's where you'll see the introduction to the Recovery College Southeast and, and come along there and you can ask the questions that you need to ask you know we'll, we'll be introducing some of the workshops that we're going to be doing such as um, creative writing that's a very very popular workshop uh, we done that in the last semester and it went down a storm so, so much so that um, I, I'm, I'm thinking of joining that workshop myself um, you know I like to write from time to time we have some of the staples that, that we have um, that we, we, we do um, every semester which is we, we have a look at anxiety so how to manage your anxiety so it's called understanding and managing anxiety so we look at some of the causes and, and challenges around anxiety and how we can resolve those issues uh, and again that's great for, for professionals family members or people that are actually I suppose they, they, they have their own experience of anxiety at any level and we find that uh, people come away from that with um, all sorts of new information um, understanding and living with addictions I'll be facilitating that myself um, that's a six-week uh, workshop, and uh, we'll be having a look at, at the, you know, addiction. We'll be having a look at the addiction cycle. Uh, we'll be discussing what, the, you know, how that process, uh, um, how that keeps going, the stigma around it, um, and many other, um, many other different, uh, different aspects of addiction. Uh, music for mood always very, very popular. Um, it's it's a workshop I started myself um, about two years ago. Uh, I co-produced with, with a number of my colleagues because I have such a passion for music. Um, and when I started, you know, really look, looking deep into it, I knew that music affected me and, and I, very positively. So I took a little bit of a look at it and I was astounded by the information that came up. That's a really, really um, fun and interactive workshop. Uh, RAP, which is always good. Uh, wellness Recovery Action Plan. Um, that's something we always recommend to people. You know, why, do, why not, you know, make your own recovery plan? Um, that's um, the Copeland Centre, so that's um, that's a standalone kind of a, a product that we we, we deliver. Um, some of the other ones that we're going to have, um, we're going to have uh, short sessions, lunchtime well-being, for example, on Wednesday, the twenty-fourth of February, from one to four forty-five. So maybe if you if you're struggling to get in during the day, for the people that are still working, uh, from one to one forty-five, um, you can look at a well-being workshop there. Um, so we're, we have another one as we we're talking about social media so let's talk so, social media and well-being that's on the 5th of March um, most of these are going to be around the 2 hour mark as well um, with a bit, maybe around a 15 minute break um, at the hour mark so you know there's plenty of time I suppose allowed either side just so you know we don't like to rush through the workshops so we like to have that interaction as the workshop goes on um, and just another thing to say if people are interested um, in coming in you know um, we kind of we do encourage obviously participation but no one is expected to, to speak if they don't want to speak um, you know everything's at your own comfort level you know whenever you're ready so um, I think that's very important I mean if we were doing a physical workshop you know nobody puts up their hand like they're in school you know they just nip out and get maybe a, a cup of tea or they might go on and use a bathroom or, or maybe get the fresh air so the same thing works we just do it in a virtual way um, you know there's many other many other workshops there um, I could go through many of them but I, I would encourage people maybe to go on the website and have a quick look and see what's um, what's suitable to their own needs or, or maybe their interests at that particular time 
And Ollie, is there a limit of uh, participants in the workshops or is it unlimited? Yeah, we try to limit it as much as we... Uh, sorry, we, we unlimited maybe is, is a strong word, but I suppose we try and take in as many as we can without, I suppose, uh, overwhelming uh, overwhelming uh, the, the, the whole entire um, process of the, the, the workshop. So we generally kind of cap it somewhere between 12 to 14. Uh, so we would ask people, if they're particularly interested in a subject, to try and just stick the name down early, you know, um, let us know that you're interested in it. Um, there's only a, a brief few details that you need to give for GDPR, you know, that, that's completely safe and all. Um, but uh, we like to cap the numbers a little bit. Um, it depends. We've gone over those numbers um, a number of times, obviously, because we don't like to turn people away. But, you know, my, my ask of people is if you, if you see something and you're very interested and you're looking there this evening or tomorrow or the next day, you see something, you know, pull the trigger on it, um, you know, drop an email or, or give a quick call and we get you booked up on it. Um, if uh, if you're interested in that particular topic, well, Ollie, can you finally again give out the contact details, email, and telephone numbers again if people want to sign up for the Recovery College Southeast workshops? Absolutely, yeah. Thanks, Anne. Uh, so, our contact details are uh, World Wide Web www.recoverycollegesoutheast.com. You will get all the details on there, but I'm just going to read them out if someone wants to pen them down. So it's uh, recoverycollegesouthealth at gmail.com if you want to drop us a quick email. Um, if you like the personal touch and you want to make a quick call, uh, one of these phones you definitely get us on. Um, the office can be sometimes a little bit. At the minute, unfortunately, it depends on what it's man, but it's 05677 03666. And the mobile is 086 1746. Three three zero, and you can also get us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Well, Ollie Colin, recovery educator at the Recovery College Southeast. Thank you very much for taking the call uh, with us here on Community Radio Kilkenny City and can we just uh, wish you the very best of luck with your new workshops that are starting on Tuesday the 12th of January. Uh, thank you very much, Ollie. Thanks, Anne. I really appreciate it. Kilkenny Today is sponsored by Walsh's Toyota Kilkenny. Toyota, built for a better world. Yes, and that was Ollie Cullen there from the Recovery College Southeast. And Ollie is a recovery educator. And those numbers and uh, uh, details again for the Recovery College Southeast. If you like to sign up and enroll on those workshops and courses, and they, it is Recovery College Southeast at gmail.com. And that's the email if you want to drop them an email, Recovery College Southeast at gmail.com. And the website where there is a full list of courses on there, there's something there for everybody. And it's www.recoverycollegesoutheast.com. Dot com. And that is www.recoverycollegesoutheast.com and the telephone numbers are 0567730366 that number again 0567730366 and the mobile 086 one seven four six 
double three zero. That's zero eight six one seven four six double three zero. That is the Recovery College South East, and it's based here in Kilkenny, in Kilkenny City, and uh, lots of courses and lots of information on there for people who might find themselves um, in needing of some help and support uh, at this time of the year and at any time of the year. And Recovery College South East are there to provide that for people. And it's a time to go for um, a quick break. You're tuned to uh, Kilkenny today here on Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM and uh, if you want to get in contact please do so on the phones on 056 77 and the text line it is 086 and we are streaming live around the world on www.communityradiokilkennycity.ie I'm going to go to a quick break and when I come back after the break I will be airing an interview where I spoke to Superintendent Derek Hughes earlier on today and how the Kilkenny Gardaí are urging people to stay at home and to stay safe in this current situation with COVID-19. So that is coming up after these. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Gardaí in Kilkenny are urging the public to stay at home where possible as cases of COVID-19 continue to rise. I'm delighted to be speaking to Superintendent Derek Hughes from Kilkenny Garda Station here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. So welcome to the programme, Superintendent. Yeah, good afternoon. So as we said at the intro there, you're urging the people and urging public to stay at home as much as possible. Can you give me a little bit of an insight into what you are asking of the public? Sure. Um, well, our current go- uh, government restrictions, the regulations in place, uh, dictate that people should not leave their homes except for essential journeys or to avail of outdoor physical exercise within five kilometres of their home. And we are out uh, in force uh, ensuring that those regulations are complied with. Now, thankfully, uh, in Kilkenny, as we've found since March, uh, the people of Kilkenny are, have been extremely responsible uh, throughout the pandemic and have... Uh, we have seen very high levels of compliance with all the regulations as they change throughout. We are operating a, a series of mobile and uh, rolling and static checkpoints, and they're aimed to identify people who are breaching uh, the government regulations. And in the in the event that we find people who are breaching them and who have made poor decisions, uh, we have uh, powers to to prosecute them uh, before the courts. But uh, again, uh, I can state that we haven't had that. Uh, that problem uh, certainly recently uh, in Kilkenny and we're seeing very high levels of, of compliance. From time to time people uh, people try and, and, and travel to shops which may not be their, their local shops and I suppose I would urge people to, during uh, the period that we're in now which is an extremely dangerous and fraught period, that everybody should, uh, should restrict their movement as much as possible and they should use their local shops and not be travelling long distances to, to other shops. It's only a few weeks and if we, if we, if we all work together with it, um, we'll come out of it the, uh, the far side in a much better place and uh, we are here to help uh, people as well as, as enforce the law. So I should say that anybody who has any needs that uh, they need met, be that in terms of people who are self-isolating or cocooning uh, or vulnerable people, um, if they have 
uh, any need for assistance in terms of uh, grocery de deliveries or prescriptions being collected, we've been engaged in that work since March and we're continuing it daily. Uh, so they should contact the local Garda station, be it in Kilkenny, Callan, Castlecombe, Freshford or, or Orlingford, and uh, let us know. And we have a, a team in place daily uh, to assist with that sort of work. Yeah, and you mentioned there that you started this back in March when um, all this came to light. And Angarda Siakana have teamed up with um, GEA clubs and volunteers alike throughout the county of Kilkenny and have been great to support and, and to help people. So people have that help and support there that if they need, like you said, shopping or medication collected, that there is somebody there at the end of a phone to, to provide that service for them. Absolutely, and there are a number of our partner agencies are operating uh, community calls and different services, and you mentioned the GAA yourselves. Uh, so we are there, and be it as a, as a last resort or as a first resort, it doesn't make any difference. Uh, we have people, we have the transport, and we have the resources, and as I said, our people have been trained in this. Our crime levels are extremely low in Kilkenny at the minute, and that's a great reflection on the people of Kilkenny, uh, but that gives us the capacity to, to complete this work, and it's very important work, and we, and we take it very seriously. Yeah, and you mentioned as well uh, the fact that the crime levels are low, but I think that as well, it's down to the people of Kilkenny that are stepping up to the mark and they are doing what is asked of them. But it's also the the great visibility and the great work that yourselves at Ungarda Siakana are doing. Um, you're doing tremendous work out there every day and you're out on the front line and you're keeping people safe. So I think that should be commended. Well, thank you for that, and that's what we're here for. Um, if people want to get in contact with um, On Garda Siakana or get in contact for any reason, if, if it's collecting medication or if they need uh, shopping collected or whatever the case may be, is there a helpline number, Superintendent, that people can contact? Sure. So they can contact us here in Kilkenny Garda Station on 056 777 and just ask for the community engagement unit and uh, we'll be delighted. We have a member of Garda staff working full-time on the phones there, uh, taking requests from people who... And people shouldn't be uh, reluctant or reticent and sometimes people think, oh, the guards are too busy and they have too much other stuff to do. Uh, they wouldn't have time uh, to do this, this thing. But we're delighted to help and we have put resources in place to deal with requests from the public. It's a very difficult time for people and um, people, you know, they should be, they, they should realise that that's what we're there for and we are we're delighted to help. Superintendent, uh, finally as well, uh, in relation to the whole aspect of travelling and uh, going county to county, um, is there a rule or regulation in relation to going county to county or what way does that stand at the moment? Okay, so the, the county to county issue... Um, ended uh, shortly after Christmas when the current restrictions came in. The limit now is five kilometres from uh, the home except for essential purposes. Now the, mo the most common issue that we're seeing that is a failure to comply is where people are trying to travel to Carlow or from Carlow indeed to Kilkenny uh, for shopping purposes and we're turning them back and telling them that that's not uh, permitted. So that that's the most common um, uh, thing we're finding on the checkpoints. Uh, the majority of people we encounter are uh, workers who are on the way to or from work and the streets of Kilkenny uh, have been extremely quiet all week and it's, it reminds me of how they were in March 
and it's very obvious and very evident to me that the people of Kilkenny are taking this very seriously and are restricting their movements and staying at home and uh, travelling outside the home only when absolutely necessary. Uh, Superintendent Derek Hughes, thank you very much uh, for taking the call here on Community Radio Kilkenny City and again uh, Gardaí urging people in Kilkenny to stay home where possible and uh, if you need um, any assistance or any help with anything, contact the Community Engagement Unit at uh, Kilkenny Garda Station and they would be more than happy to help you uh, Thank you again uh, Superintendent Derek Hughes. Thank you how to safely wear a face covering. Wash your hands well with soap and water before putting it on. Without touching the front, put it on so that it covers your nose and mouth. It should go right over your nose and the bottom of your chin. Hook or tie the covering straps so that it fits closely and well to your face. Avoid touching your eyes, nose and mouth at all times. Take the covering off from behind. Store it in a plastic bag until it can be washed. Once it is off, wash your hands well with soap and water. This is very important. Wash your covering regularly with normal detergent in a normal wash. Don't forget, a face covering may help prevent people who do not know they have the virus from spreading it to others. It is not a replacement for washing your hands or keeping the two meter distance. Community Radio Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM and taxback.com supporting shop local in Kilkenny City and County. Shop local and keep our city alive. President of Dublin City University, Derek Yeo, acknowledges the importance of shopping local in the Marble City. I was glad to hear the ad there at the top of the hour about kind of shopping local and the importance of shopping local, especially for a beautiful city like Kilkenny. The heartbeat of our city is shopping local. Yes, and you are tuned to Community Radio Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM, and you're tuned to Kilkenny Today with myself and Nolan. And uh, before the uh, earlier, day, before the promo, I was speaking to Derek Hughes, and that is Superintendent Derek Hughes from Kilkenny Garda Station. And uh, Garda in Kilkenny are urging people to stay at home where possible and to stay safe um, in the current situation. And and the extremely high um, levels of COVID-19 in the county and they are urging people to stay home and stay safe and to make sure as well to wash your hands and to wear masks and wear them properly and you heard in the promo there of how to wear a mask properly and so many people can I've seen that don't wear them properly and I think they're useless if you're not covering your mouth and nose with them so just bear that in mind when you're out and about and you heard uh, Superintendent Derek Hughes mention there that if you need any any kind of help or support or assistance from Kilkenny Guard Station uh, they can be contacted on 056 7 
and that is 056 and if you want to avail of the services of the Community Engagement Office that is the number that you need to contact as well and they can help you if you are isolating or cocooning and they'll be able to help with uh, groceries and picking up um, the likes of fuel and medication and I have seen them out around and I have I have to say they are doing tremendous work absolute tremendous work I've seen a few of the members of Angarda Siakana from Kilkenny and I've seen them in the supermarkets picking up shopping and also as well um, on their social media pages as well and where they've put posted up photos of themselves and helping and going out and, and doing uh, a great work that they do so by all means support them and if you see them maybe just say well done to them because they need that too and they need encouragement as well and not forget that just because they're on the front line doesn't mean that they don't need encouragement of course they do and all the front line staff that's out there from the, the guards to the first service to ambulance service paramedics to um, everybody nurses doctors everybody's out there and keeping everyone safe and making sure that we all get through this and we need to ourselves we need to um, help one another as well to get through this and uh, hopefully we'll come out the other side and everything will be back to normal and back to the way we were before and I know it's going to take a little time but we just need to bear with it and uh, just do what we're told and stay safe and wash your hands and wear your mask, social distancing and just you know keep each other safe, keep your families and your friends and your loved ones safe and we will get through this. You are tuned to Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. And uh, if you want to get in contact, please do so on the phones on 056 77 and the text line 086-353-7782. And that text line is proudly sponsored by taxback.com. And we are streaming live around the world on www.communityradiokilkennycity.ie. I'm going to go to another quick break. And when I come back after the break, I will be speaking to Martin Carnelli. And he's going to tell us all about the Zoom bingo that is being held tomorrow evening and so stay tuned for that We are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM And you are tuned to Kilkenny today here on Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM and you heard there in one of our promos about the Zoom bingo that is being held uh, on Thursday which is tomorrow evening at 7.30pm. Well I am delighted to be joined on the phone now by Martin Carnelli and Martin is going to tell us all about the bingo that's being held but also a little bit about the uh, the village childcare and community services that is here in Kilkenny City. So, welcome to Kilkenny today, Martin. Thank you very much for having me on, and pleasure as always. Thank you. Um, so, first of all, maybe give us a little bit of uh, an insight or tell us about what is the village childcare and community services. And I believe you have teamed up as well with another service here in Kilkenny, uh, Kilkenny Helping the Homeless with Mary and Brendan Pierce. So, would you like to tell us yeah. and the listeners all about what uh, great adventures you have ahead of yourselves? Yeah, lovely. Thanks, and of course, I'd be delighted to share uh, some some important and and 
promising and good news <laughs> amongst the hot doom and gloom. Um, uh, Village Child Care and Community Services, which is uh, a part of Lark Limited, which was something we always wanted to move away from because it hadn't got an identity. So we came up with Village Child Care and Community Services a couple of years ago, and we've registered in all that now. So we are under the umbrella of Village Child Care and Community Services. And we run a very successful child care centre up in, on the Waterford Road and between all the settings we have over 100 children in now a fantastic modern facility where they all have their own individual pods, tutors, so we're COVID friendly and all that kind of stuff and safe and, and uh, it's been going remarkably well and we have some really exciting stuff coming which for childcare which will be announced in a couple of weeks time but we won't say about that now because one or two little things will be signed off but there's some really promising stuff coming from the child care. And I suppose then we were looking at our community piece and, you know, there's no point in having a name unless you're carrying out that sort of and delivering the community piece. And we've been thinking of a while, what could we and what couldn't we do? So we set about getting uh, a needs analysis survey done um, of the area and that was done by an outside company. It took nine months, they delivered a report and it showed us all the positive stuff and then it showed us the needs that there are. And really, a community hubs uh, came back as a need. And I mean, everything from A to Z in the community, from our senior people, maybe having an involvement for youth who don't play sports, uh, you know, to be a bit more inclusive towards those. For people with, um, you know, we, we do counselling, free counselling as it stands already. Uh, and we're certainly going to expand that. Now we're doubling our number of counsellors to move into a couple of new things like bereavement and trauma, addiction. We already have a psychologist, play therapist, and we have another counsellor. So we're definitely expanding that. We're going to be offering affordable grinds because another thing that came out was that grinds are very expensive uh, and beyond some people in the present climate, and we certainly have a way of helping helping out there. And also we're going to be doing new clubs and music classes and literally if somebody comes with an idea we can service it, we'll provide it. Uh, minority groups and people who I suppose have some sort of a, an idea and they want to run with it themselves. And so I can't say right yet where but we are opening a community hub in the eastern environment where you are located and it will be classed as the eastern environment and that should open uh, all things been good with COVID by April, so COVID plays a part in everything we do now. But if we can get it under control and it's manageable and safe, we'll open the eastern environment in April, and then we come across to my my side of the house, uh, which is the western environment or St Patrick's Parish, uh, and we'll also will be opening a second community hub there. So by summertime, we will have two community hubs running in the city that will run seven days a week from morning until night, uh, offering various community services uh, to uh, the population of wherever and whoever in between. And you teamed up with Mary yeah. and Brendan Pierce of Helping we the did. Homeless. We did. So we how did, did that come about? Well, I got to meet Mary. Um, I was kind of watching her a few years ago, and I was always very impressed by the lady, the way she carried out her business. She is just a remarkable woman. All she does is wants to help. It's a simple. She has no big agenda. Somebody is in bother. Someone is in a bit of distress. Needs a washing machine. Needs something. You can name it from A to Z. It could be anything with Mary. 
she could be moving the bed, she could be moving the washing machine, it could be clothes, whatever. And she just has this big heart that's amazing, genuinely. She's one of the best people I've ever come across. And, um, look, we kind of got talking. We have a company, we have the charitable status, we have the full administration, we have insurance and so on and so forth. And Mary and her group, Brendan and Linda and all those fabulous people that's part of Kilkenny Health and the Homeless and the wonderful work they do. And some people think it's just in Dublin what they do every farm, like where they go and they feed those people on Grafton Street and it's a tremendous thing. But they don't. Mary's on the go seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. We were hard pressed to take two days off Christmas. So um, we're kind of an natural fit for one another because uh, I would have a heavy heart, a big, a big heart towards community as well. And it's not just me, the board, in fairness. And me and Mary just got chatting and, you know, we got on and we're like-minded in our thinking and so it would be with Brenda and Linda and the rest of them and from day one we got on. So we started that with the hamper appeal at Christmas. Um, and we set ourselves a target of hitting 350 hampers out to predominantly targeting those who lost their jobs and in March to no fault of their own but the government telling them to stay at home, hospitality workers. But through the generosity of people in Kenny and I was blown away with this, we delivered 804 hampers. Wow. Uh, yes. That's, uh, yeah. And we we made a conscious decision because of the Iran not to you know, target business, leave them alone. But gosh, we left them alone, but they still came forward. I mean, mm-hmm. we got food and, and and donations from, you know, from small young children right up to corporate people and everyone in between. We got offers of help. People just walked in the door. James Stevens J.A. Club gave us the place. Just here, take it. Never questioned money, light, heat, and nothing. Just take it. And the club helped us. And uh, so those ourselves and the Kenny helping the homeless. We had people helping us in Waterford. We had a uh, penny dinners from Cork helping us. All the local supermarkets, Super Value, Dunn Stores, Little, Aldi, <clears throat> all engaged with it. And then uh, I wonder, my little elves, they called the man, because to build 800 hampers in boxes with nice Christmas paper, we wanted these to be as nice as we could with the proper film on them, with little bows on them, and a handwritten card on each one. I got the service of the presentation TYI four years, and what young ladies, like 20 a day for. 14 days and I couldn't go over the way they went about it um, their business they just talked to it like the empathy the compassion they showed was incredible um, so, so it was actually a pleasure to be with them for the two and a half weeks um, fabulous young ladies and without them we wouldn't have done it we would have done but we would have done about 500 without their support and help every day and you know, big kudos to the school as well up there they engaged with us and the schools helped us too with presentation primary, low the amount of food we got over there, the St. Kieran's College, the Press Secondary, <coughs> schools in Bagnestown. It just, it was unreal, the, the support. Like, I just couldn't go over it. But to deliver 804 hampers, and there weren't like four or five items, the average hamper had a costing of 55 euros. So, and on top of that, then we supplied fuel to those who were in need of fuel as well. And it was all done discreetly. Nobody knows where it came from because we knocked on the door and there was a, a little ticket on your hamper to say raffle prize one or two. So that was very important to us as well. Well, we're running out of time, Martin, but yeah. quick, uh, just to, the Zoom bingo is on tomorrow evening and all yes. proceeds from the Zoom bingo is going towards the village, child care and community services. Um, yeah, it is. 
So it is, and we're going to need a lot of money now as we expanded the food service. And I give it to you very briefly, Anne. We run a very successful one already on a Monday night because we had to close down our drive-in for health and safety and for the safety of everyone and our hall being good, so we just moved into Zoom. It's it's a fabulous game. We had a huge crowd Monday night, 370 people playing. Uh, so they're asking us, that the punters, can we have another night? So we're out tomorrow night, and during COVID, we'll be out every Thursday night. And the Zoom opens up at 7.30, game kicks off at 8 o'clock. It takes approximately two hours. You can't but win, because if you fail to check, our IT guy can see that someone has has a win has failed and he calls them out and pays them out it's great crack and they're loving it they can see one another they can engage one another they're enjoying the social aspect of it too because they're busy they can see and hear one another and have a chat that's why we opened at a half seven it's purely a talking forum for a half an hour before well Martin thank you very much I'm out of time and thank you very much for taking the call thanks a million bye 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 so that was Martin Cornelli from uh, the Village Child Care and Community Services unfortunately I'm out of time on Kilkenny today Uh, stay tuned for more great programmes coming up after me we are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM